Hey guys, and welcome back to Caffeine and Crime. I am back and I am on time. <laughs> uh, hopefully I can make a habit of this, but it's good to be back into it like fully. And um, I'm really excited about this part because this was a place that I stumbled across um, when I was trying to figure out the lineup for this season. And I was like, this is really interesting. So um, I don't have too much to it. There is some history, so hopefully it's somewhat long, but this may be a shorter episode for you guys, which the past two were pretty long. So if you haven't listened to those yet, you should go check them out. There, One of them I think was actually over an hour, and then the most recent one was at least 40 minutes. So they're there. Um, we're already at episode nine, I believe, of the season. So that's crazy. Only one more to go. And then I'll be doing a wrap-up episode. And a new season will be coming. I'm already brainstorming. I <laughs> I wished that I was a little bit ahead of my game. But I actually, at this point, have no idea what I'm doing for season five yet. I feel like it's such a big season. I mean, five seasons. So I'm like... Do I bring back serial killer seasons? Do I bring back just a regular season of current cases? Because there's actually been some like interesting cases recently that I'm like, mm, maybe I should touch on those. I don't know. I feel like maybe for season five, just go back to OG, do some of those. If you guys have any thoughts about it, let me know. Um, I'm going to brainstorm on it for like another week or so. So let me know if you would like to request a certain type of season, um, whether it's serial killer season again, or just current cases, or if you guys want something completely different for season five to spice it up a little bit more. Either way, I think I will be doing a different route with season six. So um, yeah, if you guys are down for just another regular current cases, regular season then we will do that for season five but if you're picky about it and you want a certain or you want to request a certain one you can find me on instagram at caffeine crime podcast just message me there and i will get back to you as soon as i can but i would love a request but yeah let's go ahead and dive into today's episode um, we're going to be talking about the king's tavern and natchez I really hope that's how you pronounce it. I'm trying to get better at looking up my shit before um, jumping on here and recording because I feel like I get on here to record and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't look that up for the right, you know, way to pronounce that. But this is in Mississippi and that's pretty close to me. Um, I'm actually in Missouri, so it's a little ways, but not too far. I actually have family in Mississippi. Um, but this place really struck me when I was going through like the most haunted places in the world because of the backstory. For one, it says paranormal activity is connected to murders caused by adultery, cruelty, and probably greed. Most of the remains remained hidden until 1930s. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. The King's Tavern building is 237 years old and that makes it the oldest structure in the city of Natchez, which apparently um, started during the time of Spanish settlement way back in the 1700s, around 1769, when the British moved in and established Fort Panmuir. Uh, the King's Tavern building was originally built to be a blockhouse for the fort. 
As there is no sawmill near this frontier town, this building and other structures were constructed using beams taken from scraped New Orleans sailing ships, which were brought to Natchez via mule. And yeah, this building, it's almost like, it looks like an old cabin, but it's not logs. It's actually wood, but it looks very weathered, very old. Um, and it has a very tall brick chimney. And I believe the base of it is now bricks as well. I'm sure they've had to do a bunch of updates and like restoring it throughout the years because it's so old. Another source of wood used in the King's Tavern building construction were barge boards from Flat River Boats, which were dismantled and sold after arriving in Natchez with their goods after traveling down the Ohio and Mississippi rivers. Boatmen couldn't take their flat boats back up these rivers, so they just added to their profits by selling the boats as wood, which was needed to build Natchez. Besides the wood, sun-dried bricks also were used as building materials, the result in a building which has an ambience and decor of another era from the outside. Though the outside of the King's Tavern has the rustic 1780s authentic wood brick architectural style, the inside is a lovely place for cozy, quiet, intimate mill or to host luncheons, dinner parties, reception meetings. The King's Tavern also provides mills for the large tour buses filled of visitors who are traveling along the Natchez Trace pathway. And another site has said that the now popular restaurant King's Tavern is one of the oldest buildings in Natchez. After being constructed in the late 1700s, the building served as a tavern and inn, the city's first post office. Today, both locals and tourists head to the eatery for wood-fired flatbreads and handcrafted cocktails, many of whom are completely unaware of the building's haunting history. So we're going to jump into a little history like you guys know I do. It's so crazy. Like with this season, I'm such a history buff now. <laughs> I've never liked a lot of history, but I swear the past year, I am like craving it. I love this season so much and I cannot wait till October to bring this series back or this type of season back. But we're going to go ahead. The history of the King's Tavern after the Revolutionary War in 1776, the British left town, leaving this wild and woolly frontier river port open for other interest. In 1789, a New Yorker by the name of Richard King moved his family to Natchez, where he bought this block home and opened a combination tavern inn as well as a place where the town's mill was dropped off. His inn business was very successful because of the need for boatmen and weary stage riders to have a secure place to rest for the night. The upstairs rooms on the third floor were comfortable accommodations. Selling drinks to townspeople and visitors as well was also a moneymaker. He also found himself to be very popular with people because he received scent the town's mill. Everyone congregated on the steps of his tavern, socializing and reading their mail. He enjoyed a celebrity status and he and his wife became prominent and very much respected people in Natchez. During this time, not-so-nice people 
with no redeeming value settled into Natchez to prey on the boatmen and visitors making a living from gambling and robbing people, sometimes not thinking twice of killing their victims. After selling their goods and their flat boats for lumber, boatmen would spend the night at the King's Tavern and then head home along the Natchez Trace pathway. Highwaymen outlaws would hold them up and usually kill them. The infamous sadistic Harp brothers were such outlaws who took delight in torturing, mutilating, and finally killing their victims. The Hart brothers, as well as other such men, would then return to Natchez and stimulate the economy, perhaps staying at the King's Tavern. If not in the Natchez Under the Hill area, notorious for being a haven for people of questionable character. Finally, one of the Hart brothers stepped over the line, even for outlaws, and was killed and beheaded by his own kind. His head was displayed as a warning for others. Man. However, with the invention of the steamboat, which, would tra which could travel up and down the river as well, the need for this dangerous travel along Natchez Trace ended with this form of modern transportation. This development cut down on the lucrative stage business significantly, dropping the economic activity taking place at the King's Tavern. Richard King sold the King's Tavern in 1817. The building was once again a private home, becoming the Postal With Postal Wave family home for several generations, a total of 150 years, beginning in 1823. In 1973, the building was sold and it eventually became a tavern and restaurant to serve both locals and visitors, taking the original name, the King's Tavern, open to both the living and the entities which stay there. We're going to talk about some of the things that went on here, um, and this will kind of segue us into the haunted part. Like I said, today's episode may be a little shorter, guys, um, but nonetheless, the stuff is... Ooh, to get into, especially this first one, which makes my blood boil. It is called Baby Killer Strikes. One of the Hart brothers that we mentioned before, known as Big Harp, was staying at the tavern, paying for it from some money he stole from one of his victims. A mother with a fussy baby was staying in the attic room, trying to quiet the child. Big Harp swaggered by from the tavern area, went up to this attic room, grabbed the baby away. He swung the child by its feet, smashing it hard against the brick wall, killing it. He returned to the bar to buy another drink. Ugh. Makes me sick to my stomach. Now, I have seen somewhere that this may be a real thing that happened or it may not be. Um, but there is some haunted... Um, details behind it to kind of make you think it was. We'll get into in a minute. The next one is adultery leads to murder. Sometimes being wealthy, prominent, and well-liked can give one the false impression that one can get away with anything. Richard and his wife fell into that trap. Richard King had hired a pretty 16-year-old girl to be a server called Madeline, a beautiful, engaging young woman who caught the attention of Richard. Forgetting his wedding vows, Richard seduced... Madeline because he wanted her. Madeline gladly became his mistress in a hot, passionate affair. <laughs> the stately Mrs. King found out about their love. She decided to hire some thugs from Natchez under the hill to stab Madeline 
Or perhaps she killed Madeline herself. Madeline was made to go away without a trace. While she didn't get a cement kimono or to sleep with the fishies, Mrs. Singh or the men who killed her took Madeline's body and bricked them up in the chimney wall in the main room of the tavern to hide this evil deed. And then the evil deeds were discovered. During the 1930s, the Portsmouth family needed to do some, you know, like I said, this building for so long and needed some restoring to it. So while repairing the chimney and fireplace in the main room of the tavern, three, not just her body, but three mummified bodies of one girl and two men were found. One of them is believed to be Madeline. The murder weapon, a dagger, was found in another fireplace in another room. The two men, many theories abound as to who they are. Slaves, servants, or tavern guests who annoyed Mrs. King in some manner, prompting her to kill them. Boatmen or travelers killed by the same men who killed Madeline, maybe around the same time as well. Crazy. Although the bodies found in the chimney wall were respectfully reburied properly, this alarming discovery awakened some entities as well as other restless spirits who had been quiet up to this point in time, but became active because of the remodels. And this is where we're segueing into the haunted and creepy part. The fireplace where the bodies were found would emit heat as if it had been burning wood, although it isn't used by the living to do so. Crazy. Woman's footprints can be seen on freshly mopped floors. And this is where a lot of the people think the main entity that haunts this building is Madeline. Em employees have been frightened as they mop floors and turn around and see footprints coming towards them across the wet floor. Whew. There's also an apparition of a young woman has appeared in front of patrons and staff. Madel Madeline likes to play jokes on the staff and visitors for her chuckles. She likes to knock jars off of shelves, pours water from the ceiling and onto the floor. She likes to make the chairs rock that are hanging on the wall. Hard to open doors will suddenly open by themselves. When a staff member's call her name, the door shuts again by itself. She likes to turn faucets and lights on and off. An EVP of a woman was made in one of the empty bedrooms by a Natchez news crew. There's also the entity of a man with a top hat. He's been described as sinister, has appeared to the living. He could be a murder victim or perhaps is one of the outlaws himself. The waiters and waitresses feel like he has an evil persona. Perhaps he is just angry for being killed. He is also seen wearing a dark jacket, pants, and a black tie string. Sometimes he appears behind people getting their picture taken by the fireplace where the bodies were found. People have found... People have felt a tightness in their necks and shoulders and a pressure on their chests. Dishes have been thrown around in an aggressive manner, not in Madeline's style of mischief making. In the mirror in one of the upstairs bedroom, the face of a man is seen for an instant. People ask, is it still haunted? And yes, it is. The King's Tavern has more than its fair share of entities who have their issues. The King's Tavern can be found near the corner of North Union Street and Jefferson Street and the historical downtown section of Natchez. And I'm sure due to COVID and like many things, it is not open right now, but 
if you're ever in the area, once knock on wood, things calm down and kind of at least go back to a semi-normal, I would definitely check it out. It's really cool. There is one of those like monumental um, signs in the front yard. There's also like a old like picket fence too. It looks really eerie and creepy. Um, but the sign says King's Tavern Bledsoe House, oldest building in Natchez standing before 19 or 17, 19, Jesus, 1789, operated as a tavern, a stage stop, in a mill station at end of Natchez Trace, now owned and restored by the Pilgridge Garden Club of Natchez. There is, when you go, there is a photo, big photo up on the wall. I think there's actually like a few of her apparently, um, of Madeline. So you can see kind of what she looked like. She hangs on the wall since she has been known as the entity that is around most of the time up to no good and is apparently a jokester and if you believe that Wiley Harp one of the brothers the outlaw who apparently killed the baby if you're wondering if it is true or not people believe it is because several witnesses have reported hearing a child crying which appeared to be coming from the upstairs area of the tavern however it was always at times when no one was upstairs, some believe that harp spirit is still lingering at the tavern as well. And that's why some people are, believe that the man with the top hat is him. But anyways, if you want to check it out, people say that there's great food, great drinks, and maybe a possible paranormal activity will happen while you are there. If you guys want to see some pictures of this place, because we can only dream about going to places like this right now, you can check them out on the blog, which is linked in the description of today's episode. I hope you check it out, show it some support. Also, go follow me on Instagram. I cannot wait to um, post the last episode for you guys next week. And then... Uh, wrap up the season the week afterwards. It's so crazy that we're to this point. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Would you stay at the King's Tavern? I feel like it sounds like a hell of a time. <laughs> um, besides that, it looks like a really cozy place to stay with fireplaces and brick walls and apparently a bunch of pictures of half-naked women on the walls that are paintings. <laughs> <laughs> you can check it out in today's blog if you're interested. A huge thank you to onlyinyourstate.com and also hauntedhouses.com for so much intel and details um, on the King's Tavern. It was nice to learn about it and to share it with you guys as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every week. I really appreciate it. It feels so good to be back and on schedule. And with that, I will see you guys in next week for episode 10 of season 4.